Okie dokie, folks. The dryer in the hallway, which I had turned on to dry my clothes, but it was making a lot of noise, has been turned off. The big, roaring silver fridge, the silver-plated fridge to the right of me, the roaring fridge has been turned off, and we're officially ready for episode 12 of Hildy's Hot Takes. Now, this is take two of episode 12 of Hildy's Hot Takes because I fucked it up eight minutes in, and I didn't feel like editing it. Editing it, edit, editing it. But anyway, basically what I said in the first eight minutes was I don't have much to say, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of a slow week. It's kind of a slow time uh, for the hot take business. Uh, we need football to start because baseball is fucking irrelevant. I refuse to even pay attention to that like sport. I mean, I guess the playoffs are fun, but the playoffs are fun in every sport. I just think regular season baseball is irrelevant. So I'm not going to talk about it because I don't care. Anyway, what I was getting at is I lost my nice fucking pen, my nice UMD Bulldogs pen that came in my graduation packet that has actually a lot of sentimental value because I've had it for about a year and a half now, and I don't know where it went. It's not on the living room. It's not in my room. It's not in my backpack. It's not underneath my bed. It's not down the corner. It's not in the drawer. It's not in my underwear drawer, so I don't fucking know. And that just leaves me to ponder, where do these things go? Everybody buys packs of pens. Everybody buys packs of socks. Pens are like socks, all right? Where do they go? I have no idea. Is there someone or a a collection of people out there harboring all the lost pens and lost socks in, like, strongholds throughout the world? Like, that random warehouse is just full of all the lost socks in the world or all the lost pens. Um, Because I don't know where these things go. Since I've been living in this house in Saskatoon, I've lost four pairs of socks. And I've looked everywhere for them. I don't know what the fuck happens to them. They're not in my car. They're not in the gym. They're not in the side part of the laundry. They're not fucking in my room, in the drawers. They're not anywhere. I have no idea where they are, and all I did was take them off my feet, put them in the laundry, put them in the fucking laundry, and then put them in the dryer. I meant to say laundry as in laundry basket, and then put them in the laundry as in the laundry washer. But anyway, is there someone reaching into the fucking dryer and grabbing that stuff out of the, like, because where do they go? I know, I know for a fact everybody goes through this problem of this losing sock problem, and I have no idea where they go. So that's the first three minutes of the podcast. Pretty shit. Like I said, there's not a lot going on right now. I'm doing my best, folks. I I was contemplating not even putting out an episode, but that would be fucking Bush League of me to do. Speaking of Bush League, we have the shut up of the week. All right. So everyone that follows hockey uh, knows by now what happened between the Montreal Canadiens and the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, so the Montreal Canadiens uh, tendered an offer sheet to the Carolina Hurricanes' best player in Sebastian Ajo. And not only did they do that, they tweeted about it with some eyeballs, and then they further went on to send another tweet about how they tendered an offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo. He loves the young core. He believes we got a great core, blah, 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 blah. And he's happy to come here and he wants to come here. 
And that's basically Montreal just going out and stealing Carolina's best player. Not a trade, not anything, just sending an offer sheet and Aho having interested in that offer. And what do the Carolina Hurricanes do in response? Fucking Rod the Bod, Brenda Moore, goes to his freaking social media team. He goes, this is what we're doing. He goes to his GM and says, this is what we are doing. And they send an offer sheet out to a very promising young player in just Barry Kotkaniemi from the Montreal Canadiens. And not only do they say that they're sending an offer sheet out to just Barry Kotkaniemi, pretty good at saying that, eh? Say that 10 times fast. Just Barry Kotkaniemi, just Barry Kotkaniemi. You? That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, not only do the Hurricanes tweet that they've done that, they basically make the exact same tweet that Montreal sent out in terms of Aho in English, and the Montreal Canadiens make the exact same tweet, and they put it in French. Those fucking savages. The Carolina Hurricanes send a tweet out in French, which is not really overly that hilarious. But all the diehard, old-ass hardos in the NHL circle um, definitely took offense to that. Um and as we can see here from Jack Todd, who is this week's victim of the shut the fuck up of the week. Jack Todd, this is what he's saying. This fucking guy, this writer in the Montreal Gazette. Carolina's offer sheet to Kotkaniemi was a Bush League move. The Cades behaved like a bunch of grade five boys trying to see who can stand farthest from the urinal and not giving a damn who gets splashed in the process. He goes on to tweet about, um, for an absurd amount. He goes on to tweet about how embarrassing of a move that is. Embarrassing. He uses the word embarrassing. Hey, Jack Todd, shut the fuck up. All right, you're gonna call a team, the the Carolina Hurricanes, embarrassing for poking a little fun at the league's only French fan base. And for getting back, I put that in air quotes, getting back at the other team for stealing their best player and going to steal one of their young promising players uh, in an offseason in the sport we call hockey, in the league we call the NHL, that is usually most notoriously the most boring offseason out of all the four or five major sports, if you want to call soccer a major sport in North America. If you want to do that and poke fun and say it's embarrassing fuck you i don't like you because it was hilarious i was uh a little uh had a few beers on saturday night and i was reading all this happening and i was just laughing i wasn't actually laughing in my head i was laughing i was like that's hilarious it was like the the montana's being open eight days a week hilarious like you just you look at it and it kind of pisses you off to to start out but then you realize how fucking hilarious it was for someone to make that decision to actually put that up on the side of their restaurant that they're open eight days a week. Like, <laughs> silly gooses. Everybody knows there's only seven days in a week. But anyway, I do not know where I'm going with this. Like I said, we're seven and a half minutes in and I still haven't really said shit. I feel like Eminem. Um, but uh, Andrei Svechnikov. Now, I've been getting a lot of shit from the listeners saying that all I do is piss on or hate on contracts when they're signed. Big contracts. I say they're terrible contracts. I say this guy sucks. I say that guy sucks. Listen, the Carolina Hurricanes locked up Andrei Sveshnikov for eight years for 
$1.75 million a year. Now, all the hockey purists and the fucking advanced stat idiots, anyone that doesn't have a brain and doesn't have two eyes that work uh, well says that this is the bad contract that Carolina overpaid, that he had a, he just had a down year. And listen, shut up as well. Not, not the shut up of the week, but just shut up because I'm using my brain and my two working eyes, 2020 vision, to determine without even looking at his stats that getting him for 7.75 a year over eight years is a steal because he's only 21. You don't tell me when he's going to be 25, he's going to be clipping around the 50, 40 goal mark. You're wrong. Um, he's a good player. He had 42 points in 55 games in the COVID year. Everybody knows not everyone's firing on all cylinders in the COVID year. You need a social life. You need to be going out and doing things. I know if I was in that situation and I heard from some of my buddies about like the fucking shit they had to go through, sounded brutal. Okay. Sounded like something I would not want to do. And I'm a big environment guy. I've learned, I've learned to kind of be in that way. And if something's not right, I'm not going to be right. It's not because I'm soft and it's not because these guys are soft. It's, you need optimal living conditions and an optimal environment to be playing and feeling at your best. And who knows if that was the case for Svechikov this year, but 42 points in 55 games is still no slouch. And based on what people have been getting paid for scoring much less points or even just getting a point per game, um, like I said, 7.75 is a steal. And whoever thinks that the Carolina Hurricanes overpaid for that shit is pretty dumb. All right. Now I have a Tinder bio I came across that I couldn't fucking refuse to screenshot and talk about. Okay. And I don't live on Tinder. Okay. I don't even fucking go on it ever. I send like two things. Then none of us reply. It's, it's pretty irrelevant, but this one girl's Tinder bio, I was dying at. It's so simple. Where the hell is it? I screenshot it. Oh yeah. Rachel. Okay, Rachel, 27, first pick is just her bending over in jeans with her ass. But anyway, such a simple Tinder bio that for some reason in my brain these days I thought was fucking hilarious, okay? So she uses the greater than, less than, or equal to sign in the first three, in the first three lines, and that's just a great indication of what's to come. But this is all her Tinder bio is. Books over movies sunrise over sunset coffee equals life <laughs> thoughts question mark that's it and then she puts her instagram handle books are greater than movies sunrise is less than sunset like why wouldn't you just put the same thing like sunset is greater than sunrise but anyway coffee equals life thoughts is coffee really life though rachel 27 142 miles away is coffee life you wake up, you what, have one or two cups of coffee a day. Is it really life, Rachel? Do you really like books more than movies? Thank you for letting me know that. Now, I'm not going to shit on this girl for too much. And it's not even like, if you want to put that as your bio, by all means, go ahead and do it. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. When I read coffee equals life, and then she goes thoughts. Would you really like my thoughts on that, Rachel? Would you love them if we matched? I swiped left, but if we masked, would you love my thoughts? What if I just told you my thoughts? Hey, movies are better than books. I, I like the sunrise a lot better and coffee is not life. And you probably would unmatch me, but 
just a hilarious thing. I was laughing to myself in my head for 15 minutes after I read that. And we're 12 minutes in. I still haven't said shit. Fuck. This is not a good episode, but I feel like in a weird way, it might be a good episode. Another thing I wanted to talk about is the weird, like, when you walk by someone on the street, the nonverbal or verbal altercation, uh, just walking by random people on the street or sidewalk or basically just any public place. And there's like, I feel some weird pressure, this moral obligation to look at these people and like wave or like say hi or like nod my head up or nod my head down or like smile at them. It's just like, can we all get on the same page and just kibosh that from society? Because what's the fucking point? All right. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Why are we even looking at each other? Why am I waving at you like you're my friend? Why am I doing anything to you whatsoever? It's just one something I've never, ever really understood. And I just hate when I'm walking by myself and I'm walking by someone else who's also by themselves. And I look up at them and I can see them looking at me already from like 25 yards away. And I look down and I look back up at them and they're still looking at me. And I look down and, I, and I'm like, fuck, do I pretend to take a phone call here or do I pretend like I'm I'm sending a like a really long text messages to an ex-girlfriend or or like what do I do because I do not want to make eye contact with this person I look up and we're right beside each other and we make eye to eye and then they give them give me the nod and I'm like oh yeah I give them the nod and then I walk away like what the fuck was that I don't want to do that with you ever I don't know you like I said you don't know me so why are we doing this let's just not do it let's make all in agreements everybody that's listening he'll these hot takes Spread the word. We're not doing that anymore. I don't like it. I don't know why anyone even does it in the first place. It's like common human decency, but I just don't understand it. And another place where I absolutely fucking hate it is elevators. If we're in the same elevator together, don't ask me why I'm at the hotel or why I'm wherever the hell we are or what I'm doing or what my plans for the evening are. Because I don't want to fucking tell you because I don't care about you at all. So why would I tell you what I'm doing? Or, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. How about you? Speaking of, hey, how's it going? Going good. How about you? Good. Are we in an episode of Letter Kenny? Because we need to stop doing that too. Like when I go to my job, every, all the employees, hey, how's it going, Jared? Good. You? Good. And that happens 15 times in the first 15 minutes that I'm there. Is that really necessary as well? Like we have to, as a society, we have to start coming up with a better thing to say than good you or how's it going? Good you or maybe let's be honest for once. All right. How's it going? Ah, it's going pretty shit. Had a tough workout. I'm not feeling too well. Or ah, it's going pretty shit. Dog just died. Or, oh, it's going amazing. How about you? Oh, it's going shitty. You know, um, my wife hates me. Like I don't fucking know. But can we just spice it up a little bit? Like I know everyone who is coming back out of quarantine. Speaking of that as well, I'm just layering on layering and layering. Like I said, I was going to wing it and I'm winging this one. It's very obvious that people have been stuck inside for so long. I know that we've been out for like in Saskatchewan, at least no restrictions, anything for like a month and a half now. But when I'm at the brewery, man, I'm just working there and people are just walking into the restaurant 
and just keep they keep on walking and then they get to like the part where everyone's sitting down and they're like oh what the hell and they go back and then they talk to the host like were you born yesterday or were you just stuck in your home for t- for a year and a half because these people just go brain dead they walk into a place with a lot of people that's super busy and they forget that they're even a human they go and just start walking around they're looking in amazement at the other people and how loud it is in the kitchen and and all the servers running food and they forget that they're actually at a restaurant and more often than not you need to go up to the host stand and put your name in to get a table like you cannot just walk right into the restaurant and then sit down like you need to talk to some people first that's how it is folks uh many maybe mentally prepare yourself before you're going to a busy place like that before you just walk in and then turn around and be like oh I have to talk to somebody. It's like, yeah, no shit, buddy. Figure it out. Where else? What else was I talking about? Oh, the verbal altercations. Yeah, let's just cancel those. If I see you, you see me, we're walking on the street. You don't have to know who I am. I don't have to know who you are. I'm burying my head and I'm not looking at you. Or we can look at each other and not even fucking do anything. How about that? That's the best thing to go. Acknowledge that we're both there. But I don't have to wave at you. You don't have to give me a little heads up or smile at me or do anything. I'm looking at you, Cold Stone Steve Austin, right in the eyes. I'm keeping on going. All right. On to the very last take of this episode. Thank God. We're almost done. Anyway, there was a report that came out that said eating a hot dogs, eating a hot dog takes 35 minutes off your lifespan. Oh, really? Oh, does it take 35 minutes off my lifespan eating one hot dog? Now, now I'm not going to. So, so you're saying if I was supposed to die in an hour and I ate a hot dog, I'd die in 25 minutes? Like, not a chance, all right? Where do they even get that number from? It's absolute pseudoscience that they're putting out there. And people read that. Obviously, no one with a brain takes it with any shred of merit whatsoever. But there are people that would be like going to their... I don't know, Labor Day fucking Labor Day get togethers with their family and be like, oh, you see that they said that eating 35 hot dogs takes a minute off your lifespan. It's like, first of all, you didn't get it right because you're an idiot. Second of all, that's not right anyway, because if they just started doing tests on what things take out of your lifespan, uh, I'm sure they've done cigarettes. I don't know, eating a fried chicken that was fucking fried in canola oil or eating really anything or anything oil. Um, what else? Ice cream, sugar, all this shit. They're doing all these studies on processed meat gives you cancer and this gives you cancer and this gives you cancer. And they won't even tell you what sugar does to your body. If you eat it every day, like every fucking one does, it's absolutely crazy. And just while in the relationship of food and just cause you know, I like to get into the feels is, um, like who gives a fuck what you're putting in your body? Actually, you know what? We're just going to end it. I'm not even going to go any further. This has been a terrible episode, but whatever you're listening to it. I hope you finished it. We're 19 minutes, 23 seconds in. I'll stop mentioning the time. I just had nothing to talk about this week and I wasn't going to not record an episode. Okay. I wouldn't do that to my fans. I did it before and everyone was like, where the fuck's the episode? Well, here it is. All right. You wanted it. So here it is. I'm sorry, but we're going to pick it up. I'm finishing Hard Knocks, and once I'm done Hard Knocks, I'm going to have a lot to say about that fucking pussy Dak Prescott. He's not a pussy. I'll have a lot more to say to it. That was like a cliffhanger. Um, 
Hope you're enjoying episode 12. We'll talk to you next week.